We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're good. There you go. Oh, here we go. Hello, everybody. Again, (laughs) we're back with Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. We have Dano here as well. I am Christy Winter Scott, and we will get things going. So many games today, fellas, and a lot of WNBA hoops to dissect and discuss. Where do you guys want to start? Uh, well, so we, sh- we should mention that uh, anybody <laughs> watching this, I was watching the last stream, uh, you're wearing this isn't you're not tripping like we we did have to restart this whole thing. It's, a restart. Uh, it's fine. It's no one's fault. We can never find out. I mean, there's just so there's you have to go up the chain. We can't find out whose fault it is. Uh, but it's not it's, mine. I know that it's, it's definitely not Christie's fault. Anybody uh, else's. <laughs> uh, so. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, just hop in and talk about the uh, aces as we were talking about, and then maybe yeah. get into the links, the mystics, the other games today because it was a mega Sunday. I mean, we had six games. It's honestly hard to keep track uh, yeah. of everything. Um, so we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get into it. But let's let's start with uh, the aces as they are starting now to pull away from the Dallas wings um, in the game that we were were just talking about. They are now up by nine points. Kelsey Plum has 24. We just talked about how great this team has been all season. And we were gushing about Chelsea Gray and Alicia Clark. And, you know, we kind of got into the discussion about Asia Wilson being the MVP. I kind of want to get back to that discussion just to talk about it really quick um, and and get your takes on it. Because apparently there were some, you know, Dano explained that the betting markets were kind of having Brianna Stewart ahead of, uh, Asia Wilson in terms of the betting um, side of things. A, to me, that didn't make much sense because the Aces are 22-2 and two and she is the best player on the team. But uh, Christy, what's your take on Asia Wilson being the MVP? What you just said? <laughs> best player on the best team? I don't know what the discussion is. Um, and I'm sure there's a discussion because everyone will have their opinion and you know the apples and oranges of it all. But at the end of the day, 
what Asia Wilson has been able to do has been amazing. Number one, uh, you take her off that team and things change for the Aces, period, point blank. Okay. And that's no shade to Candace Parker being injured right now. First of all, she played with that fractured foot for most of the year. We didn't even know. Didn't even know. Um, but she's had surgery and hopefully she'll be back. I mean, that window is eight weeks, uh, maybe postseason. Who knows? But sending uh, good vibes and, and prayers out for her speedy recovery and a uh, full recovery for her. But when you're talking about Asia Wilson, what she does, not just offensively, but what she does on defense, man. I mean, she changes mm. what the aces are able to do as an anchor for their defense. So let's not get it twisted. And this is not shady to Jewel Lloyd, who's leading the league in scoring. Okay. On the 12th place team. This is not shady to Stewie, Stu York, wherever you want to call. I love every single player in the league. When you're talking about who is the MVP though, today, it's Asia Wilson. And I don't think there's a question about it. Then that doesn't mean that no one else is good. I can't because people take that and hear that as being such a drastic opinion, which I am allowed. Okay. But people think that's such a drastic opinion. And that, that's like throwing everyone else away. And I'm like, no, you respect the best player on the best team for what they do for their squad. And I think she is just an entity for this team that, that can't be measured statistically. Her presence alone changes what teams do on both sides of the court, period. And that's your answer. Dano. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean it, you know, I think, and, and again, it's not, you know, best player on the best team, that could be your voting method. And I think that's totally fair for, for a number of different reasons. This is the best player on, you know, a team that's 22 and two, looking like they're about to be 23 and two. And I, you know, we're going to have to have a discussion about what well, is the best team ever if they continue on this pace, because they're just mowing people down as uh, actually Kelsey Plum seemed to get a little nicked up here in a seven point game with a minute 28 left. But Dana, what's your take on the uh, MVP situation? I, I mean, a lot of echoing what Christy said as someone who lives in New York uh, at most Liberty games, uh, season ticket holder, proud of that. Um, I love Stewie, love her. She's great. Uh, but there's been too many times this year where I feel like, the inefficiency isn't there. I know the numbers show it, uh, and it's skewed because of some of these enormous games, uh, you know, the 45 against the Fever, um, 35 right. against, uh, you know, I'm forgetting. But I still just don't feel like – I don't remember the last time I had a bad Asia Wilson game. Like They don't exist. Like, she's so consistent. She's adding things to her game. Uh, the jump shot gets better and better. She's finishing with both hands. She had six blocks in the first half tonight. Talk uh, to me. Just, I, I would love for the voters to not get the voter fatigue thing and award a back-to-back -back MVP. Um, so I'm, I'm talking from the perspective of seeing how they could think, not just you, Christy, but, you know, some others. Um Maybe if the Sun get frisky and get a second seed um, and Alyssa Thomas averages a triple-double, which hasn't been done in the WNBA, maybe that's grounds for an MVP. Um, I think there's a lot of narratives, but sure. cannot the conversation has to be centered around Asia Wilson at this point, though. I, I definitely agree with that. 
Yeah, and and um, I think voter fatigue is is honestly a silly thing. Like the the person who's the MVP should be the MVP. Uh, it's and 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 like you're saying, like hey, if if the aces uh, fall off a little bit, maybe they're you know maybe they they don't keep going down the stretch and this season is a little bit longer, right? We got 40 games. So there's a chance that they are not at this toward pace all season. And I would not bet on that, but if they do fall off, then yeah, we could, there's a more of a discussion and Stewie has a great argument in a normal year where there's not this team. There's a discussion definitely we have between Stewie and, and Asia, but the team yeah. success for the aces is out of control. I mean, they just look, I don't know. They, they wanted this game. I think they're a little miffed that they let Dallas back in this game. Um, mm. Almost as miffed as YouTube is for show, us showing us game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they are really take, they are really taking a lot of pride in, in the way they're playing and how they're beating teams. And they don't just want to, they, they want to let you know. And this yeah. is a team that just have that, that swag. I mean, you know, I'm a Miami hurricanes fan and I'm not sure how many <laughs> college football fans we have around, but if you heard about the U in the eighties, this kind of has this kind of swaggery feel where we have all these players who are talking trash, who are adding things to their game, who are doing ridiculous plays, not just Asia Wilson, but I'm thinking specifically of Chelsea Gray. We yeah. talked about all her behind the back passes. All, Outrageous. I mean, that's swag and winning. And, and I, well, actually it's, it's confidence and winning. And when you combine those two, that's what means swagger, at least when we talk about the Miami Hurricanes, and I think that's what happens with the Aces. Like you get that swagger from having the confidence and then understanding when to deploy it. This team, to me, I, I don't see how without injury and, and you know, let's, let's just hope there's no injuries because injuries are terrible and I don't want to see any of them anymore. Like I don't see, and they already have an injury. They like the, the super team player that they signed, uh, Candace Parker, She's probably she's out for a good stretch of this year with that stress reactor, as you mentioned. And so, you know, if they stay healthy, I just don't see how you beat them because where's the weak? I mean, where's the weak link when they have their their five best players on the court? Right. I mean, I also have Alicia Clark, who I love. <laughs> AC is like one of my favorite people uh, that plays in the league. I think she has um, stabilized them, bringing her two ring prowess to their roster as well. I mean, obviously the Aces won last year, but when you add another champion to the mix, obviously Candace Parker winning two titles as well. And that kind of leadership, that kind of vocal leadership. I know um, Alicia wants to get into coaching or she did when she was with Washington. Maybe that changed now, but I know she had said that before. So just to have that kind of leadership and and that vocal leadership, right? There, there's a lot to that, especially with Parker being out. But the way that they are just solid in every facet of the game, I mean, kudos to Becky Hammond for coming in and just, again, applying her philosophy for this squad and, and just coming in and, and taking that bull by the horns, if you will, and saying, this is how you win. And won it last year in her first year as a head coach in the WNBA. It's just amazing that they've been able to carry that forward to this season. A lot of pressure when you've won it before. Like, can they do it again? Right. That's like the end of, you know, the, the be all end all for winning a title is can you do it again? Like, OK, you did it once. Come back and get it. Um, so I, I just think that for for the uh, Las Vegas Aces, it's going to be really interesting to see if they can sustain this level of effectiveness and balance on the offensive end. I mean, what do they have? Four players averaging a double figure scoring. I mean, that's that's tough to stop. 
that's tough to stop if you're if you're talking defensive philosophy and schemes when they have so much size and so many different ways to attack you and Chelsea Gray's ability to get ten toes down in the paint, draw you to the ball, and then miraculously somehow just get the ball to somebody and, and they knock in a three. I mean, it's just it's fun basketball. It's just beautiful basketball um, when it comes to making plays and playing like a team. And I mean, it, they are they have the best sets in the league too. I mean, I, it's easy. It's easy to run good sets when you have all these great players, right? Yeah. Uh, makes every coach look like a genius, but <laughs> it's, um, it's just so impressive how they're playing yeah. and, you know, Hey, let us know in the comments. You, you know, let us know what you think about Asia Wilson's oh. MVP case about her defensive player of the year case about how mm-hmm. this team is playing right now. And just, you know, yeah. the impressive, the impressiveness of them. I do want to flip over though, to the other side mm-hmm. of this game, so the Wings lost. This game is now over. Okay. I believe the final score was 103-91. Um, Miller, just really impressive. By that. But it, I think it was kind of equally impressive that the Wings were able to come into this game, get kicked in the mouth, because that's what happened in the first half. They got kicked in the teeth. They got down by 20. And against a team that really, really wanted this game in particular as a revenge game for one of their two losses of the season, to come back in the third quarter play their guts out, show that they can compete with this team and just kind of, you know, in the fourth quarter, you're playing a great team in their house. They're going to pull, they're probably going to pull away if you don't have all the great shots going in. And look, it took a Herculean effort from the aces. You have Asia Wilson with 22 points, Kelsey Plum, 28, Chelsea Gray, 27. That ain't going to happen every night. Well, for them, it may happen every night, but Dan, tell me, tell me what you think about this uh, wings team. I know you did a whole podcast on them and you should go check it out on the her hoop stats podcast feed. But uh, recap what you think about them and, and what you took away from this game. Uh, this game showed me some pride. Uh, it's not easy, especially playing the Aces when they have revenge on their mind. Uh, people forget only two teams have beaten the Aces so far, and it hasn't happened at home. But I think, you know, Becky's the type of coach that probably used that as motivation, which, I mean, I think she's one of the best in the business. She's been incredible. But you can tell from the way the Aces came out, they were they were amped. So it's it's hard to play in that environment, to cut it to two, give yourself a chance. Uh, super impressive. Uh, I spoke before about the, the size and the differential and, and the style of play. Uh, I did not expect Tierra McCowan to have 25 and 15 tonight. That's crazy. Um, against Asia Wilson and Kia Stokes, who's – you know, we didn't say her name at all, but she's quietly been really fantastic in, yeah. in stepping up in her role. Um, and the Aces are one of the best rebounding teams in the league, and to still get out rebounded by the Wings by uh, I think 15 tonight, that's that's something to be proud of. So, I, like I said before, I don't want to play the or if I'm any other team, I don't want to play the Wings at all. Uh, I just think they're they have too many weapons; they're too versatile. Um, Pose way too many matchup problems, um, and, and Coach Trammell's really finding her way in the identity of this team. Uh, this could have easily been a letdown spot. You've got a player coming off her first triple-double ever, I think the second in franchise history. Uh, you blew out the Mystics at home. Um, you're in Las Vegas. I know I don't do well in morning or, you know, the next day after a night in Las Vegas, so uh, – I'm proud of this Wings team. I, I labeled them America's team last week. Uh, I just yes. feel like they, they just have great vibes, great vibes. So um, I, I, 
I bought all the stock already. I'm not selling. <laughs> well, and, you, and you look at this ace, uh, the wings team, and I just want to go through the box score really quick because you mentioned 25 yeah. and four, uh, 25 and 15, right? I think that's uh, the final I, line. That might be it. I was uh, uh, I'm tw- okay. 20, court, court. Uh, the the uh, NBA service says uh, 25 and 14. So <laughs> we'll, some of the short maybe they shorted her a rebound, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, the but so you look at the effort though. 19 points from Sabli, 13 and 11 from Natasha Howard, Arike Gumbuai, 14 points and, and kind of a subpar effort on her part for this year. And the <laughs> subpar effort for, uh, for Arike Gumbuai is really good. Six of eight, six of 18 from the field, two of seven from three. And, you know, hey, a couple of those fall and you look and you look at this game completely differently from the beginning. So yeah. I think the wings really have an opportunity here to take they're taking that next step, right? Christy, like we talked about mm-hmm. them preseason. We were we were talking about teams that maybe taking the next step. They seem to stick right. out as the one that needed to this year, uh, with Satu, with Arike, yeah. you know, and Satu's been available. This team has come together, their trades are looking really nice and working out. So yeah. hey, gotta their draft picks, the the draft stuff. Skip over it, skip to the next page, and look at what's happening. It it looks like a great a great uh, set of moves and, and making this team into what could be a contender. Yeah, they're forming the chemistry. I, I do have a oh, go I, ahead. I have a question for you, Christy. So, yeah. um, how does how do you see Satu as as like a case for most improved? Like, because we don't really know about last year because she just wasn't healthy. Like. Don't get me wrong. I think if if there's a short list, probably be on it. She's probably in the top five for MVP, maybe, you know. But how do you value um, just, like, health and being available? I mean, that's what some of the best players have said, right, across genders and and leagues and everything, that the best ability is availability, right? And so – Love that quote. Yeah. Um, But for Satu, I just think that, you know, she is such a young player – Right. And the fact that she's healthy now and she's been able to get games under her belt. I mean, that makes a difference, not just here in the WNBA, but overseas as well and get those invaluable in-game reps. I mean, it's it really changes who you can become as a player. I remember when I was playing overseas, like from the first year I played over there to the last year I played over there, there was a big difference. And there are three years in between that. But I think there's like this confidence level because you understand who you are as a player. And it was totally different in college. Like for me anyway, it's totally different because you, you kind of just, you go in there, you're 18 and then you, you leave and you're 22. And then all of a sudden you're a pro and you have to kind of learn things all over again. So I think the fact that she's been able to just become competitively mature in her role mm. for the Dallas wings, Love obviously, um, obviously a, um, a player for them that, that is, um, a bookmark or a benchmark mm-hmm. and, and who they want to build around. Um, so when you have Satu Sabli playing the way that she is, yes, I think she's definitely on the list for most improved. Will she be that? I'm not sure because there are so many players who have been mm-hmm. uh, getting it done this season. And I mean, you can even, and I know I keep throwing Jewel Lloyd's name out here, but I yeah. mean, even for yeah. her to have a totally different role for Seattle yeah. in the absence of Sue Bird, who retired, obviously, in the absence of, of Stewie, who's now in, in Stu York uh, with you, Dano, uh, as a season ticket holder up there with the lib. But I, I just think that, you know, there are so many different factors and it just depends on what you you want most 
for that award? Like what, what it means for you criteria wise to choose who you choose. Um, but right now I could definitely see Satu Sabli being in the top three for most improved and on a short list for that award, because, you know, not just being healthy, but her maturation process as a player, um, her maturation process as a role player, on the same team with the new coach, right? There are all kinds of factors um, that have layers to it for her, for me. But I love watching her play. I love watching her at Oregon. I love watching uh, her continue to to grow her game. This has really been fun to watch. Love that. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. Like those two names, like for most improved. I mean, it's it is. There are two names that are great, right? Because you you're right. Jewel has changed your game completely Different. and and made it better. And then you look at, you know, I, I, hey, maybe even a, a Kalia Copper uh, can be thrown mm-hmm. in this mix in terms of that. But it's also like, I don't know, doesn't it feel like Jewel Lloyd's a little too good to be a uh, most improved? Because <laughs> I feel no, like you, you can always she, get better, man. And look what she's I know. Doing. She's, I know the team's not doing well, but dang, man, she's leading the league in scoring yes. in a new role. Like she's taken that role and said, I'm going to own it. And with her Mamba mentality, Rest in peace, Kobe. But with her mama mentality, she's been able to show herself full on. And, you know, it's just been so authentic to me to watch her play the way that she's been playing. And they're not winning games like she wants to. I know that's the end all for her, for sure. And her mental makeup and her way her heart's set up. Um, but I just think that she uh, she's really proven herself in a different role in an amazing way. It's, um, yeah, I don't, I, I can't even think of like, because it's just a really good case. It's a really good case for Jewel, and it's a really good case for Satu. It's just stuff for Satu too. Because, you know, what are we comparing her to? And it's what the, it's Dano's point that, you know, hey, she's mo- she could be most improved, but are yeah. we comparing her to what she could have been last year, what she uh, was last year? Because if you extrapolate what she was doing last year, it, you probably get something similar to what she's doing this year. I mean, not you know, obviously not all star starter. She wasn't that last year, but she was pretty close if she had stayed healthy for the entire year. Sure. Um, we're probably talking about her in that same vein. So it, that's a that's a really interesting award this year. And honestly, that's one of my least favorite to do because yeah. I mean, you I, can go with who scored stop. more more points than they did last year, but then yeah, so play, come on, play any games. So Chris, you know I, I don't do points. I I have two players that I love for it too, and I I mean I I literally can't wait to talk about one of them. So I'll say her second. Uh, the first is Jordan Canada, who yeah oh. Great. Like, that was a great one. Been fantastic. Been on my list for that all year. But the second who talk about kind of fits every narrative you can. Uh, and I don't hear a name being brought up a lot for this, but uh, new role, new coach, new team. And asked to do so much. Brittany Sykes. Hey, I was about to say Brittany you know Sykes. What? I'm not mad about Slim being in that conversation. Cause I'm like, so- she's she's a flat out dog okay she's a flat out dog six steals today with 25 points stop it like that's what we were talking about previously right she's there's there's no two-way player about Britney. it's like she's one way and that's to your to your guts like she's gonna play so hard she's gonna take whatever confidence that you thought you brought with you in your bag, in your backpack, when you came into the game, <laughs> dressed to the nines. I love everyone's dressed up for the game, too, and their own personal styles is very cute. But, hey, listen, she's going to get down in those bags and take everything that you brought in there 
and, and take it out. I mean, she's just so thorough with what she does defensively. Yeah. I mean, just tactically sound. Like today, she got past someone and got underneath them and plucked it clean. Yeah. I'm like, who does that consistently without fouling? Yeah. yeah, Like, it was amazing, her display of defense today. And, and she did it at Syracuse. She's doing it now. And, um, you know, to be in a new role, new coach, and 25 points to go along with six kills. I, yeah. you know, I can't. I can go on and on about Slim. Yeah, where did the three point shot come from? Who'd she work with? You, you, you in the side in the gym, Gabe working with her or what? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't do far, shooting, buddy. That's not my. No, that's not my thing. No, but she's always been a great three point shooter. Like, oh, she's been okay. She's been really up and down. Yeah, but she's not been a liability from three. She has been a a pretty good three point shooter. But again, it goes back to what teams that she's played on and, and what, they, what need. they need from her. Right? Yeah. They didn't need that when she was with Atlanta. They didn't need, she was there three years. They didn't need that from her in LA. They needed her to get to the rim. And that's oh. what she did in LA. And now it's like, she's here and it's like, oh my God, all of a sudden now she shoots three. No, all of a sudden the way this team plays and the spacing that's provided, she's shooting like 38% from range, which is great. Yeah. She, so, I'm, I'm scared so, of her so, every night. I, that, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger brings up a point that I want to mention. Slim, he says, Slim is underrated in this league. And I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm with you guys on the most improved conversation, but they're just not that different from what she was doing in, in L.A. last year. I mean, you look at her, her, her points per game. She has 14.5 this year, 12.7 last year. And look, we're and, and considering our timing right now in terms of yeah. where the Mystics are and how much she's being asked to do, I think that factors in huge. You know, just, you can't just look at the season numbers because what she, she was a, she's been able to turn it up and try to keep the Mystics – afloat in this time where it's just been really tough with the restarters injured. She's been keeping them in games almost single-handedly. I think that has to be taken into account. But when you look at the season overall numbers, 14.5 points this year, 12.7 last year, 43.3% from three, This, I mean, from field goal this year, 43.3% last year. From three-point last year, this is the big change, 26.9% this year, 33%. I don't think that factors in today's game where she was really good. So it might go up just a tick more. So we're talking about 34%, which is huge. It's a huge difference going from 26% to 34% three-point shooting. But the steal numbers are similar. The assist numbers are similar. She's rebounding a bit more. But maybe, maybe it's a retroactive, most underrated award for, uh, for, for that's Slim. What we mean. That's because what you yeah. look, she is doing the thing that she's always done she's just in better positions and i think that goes to christy's point in terms of what the team needs from her mm-hmm. she's in she's in better positions not necessarily at this exact moment where the mystics are missing three starters yeah. but what she's in she's in the spots where she's going to get more open threes where she's being asked to just go after the ball because she'll have help behind her she has and she has two other elite defenders with her which she's never had in her career before where she doesn't have to be doing everything she can kind of be freelancing a little bit more when all three of them are healthy so i love the slim mip discussion yeah but Lord knows she's just a baller. She's been like this. She 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 is that type yeah. of player, and that comes down to that attitude um, that I think Christy talked about, and it fits right in with the Mystics. Just unfortunately, right now this team is just so injured that God. it's not translating into wins. I, I need I need them healthy. I want to see I want to see what the ceiling could be because uh, mm-hmm. you saw flashes of it. Um, 
definitely saw flashes of it. I feel like they were still finding their identity through a, a good stretch. Mm-hmm. They were, I think that first half at the Liberty was the mm-hmm. scariest version of that Mystics team I could possibly imagine. And then of course that was a, was a Shakira hip game. Mm-hmm. Um, like Ariel Atkins finally was finding her stroke from three that game. Um, gosh, that was scary. That was the, the Barclays was really quiet. I'll say that. <laughs> I remember that, man. I remember, uh, I think it was June 25th. And I think uh, Atkins hit six threes in that game, if I'm not mm-hmm. wrong. Um, that's just off the top of my head, but I, I think that's what it was. But when Shakira also went down, you know, with that non-contact hip situation, you know, that was scary. And then Della Don went out. Um, she came back after missing a couple games with the left ankle and then rolled it again. And um, hopefully after this stretch, you know, they have another week before they play on play until Friday. So, and, and no nothing etched in stone, obviously, um, for anyone's return, including Christy Tolliver, mm, who's made 16 that. games, 16 mm. games for Tolliver, um, that she hasn't been on the court for them. So I think once people start coming back, I think Natasha Cloud said it best after um, the Minnesota game. She said, hey, you know, the way everyone's been playing, Troy Kimbrough, Tiana Hawkins, like mm. there can't be any change when everyone comes back. Like, okay, I've been going a thousand miles an hour mm. and now everybody's back so I'm going to let off. No, you still have to continue going a thousand miles an hour when everyone comes back into the fold. And, you know, it's one thing you can't control, which I hate is, is health. Right. Um, but for Washington, they've been able to, to fight hard, even in spite of not having um, a lot of rotational pieces at the moment. And uh, to your point about Tiana Hawkins and today game, 17 and 10. And that just makes me so happy because you know, we, me, Christy, and I both cover the Wizards. Um, and, you know, throughout the season, I mean, I can maybe count on one hand the times that we, I was there for Wizards practice. And immediately after Wizards practice, Tiana would not be there. She was working every day with the coaching staff, putting in mm-hmm. a ton of hours to get better, to make sure that she was healthy for the season, make sure she was in shape for the season. Now she's contributing in this time where, it's really tough, and, and her role is not going to be the same. She's going she's gonna to have to take a step back. But with Maisha Hines-Allen struggling the way she has been this year and then last year with the injuries, to have Tiana in, in this playing like this and being able to say, hey, you know, we feel good about our backup four, and it's yeah. Tiana, that's huge for this team. And I think it puts them more into that category where they were in in, in 2019 where you had some depth um, and, you know, Depth's being tested right now in a big way. And you got some people who, who are being asked to do uh, different things and maybe being asked to do too much, and they can't bring it every single night. That's what that's the difference between the most legendary players in this game and the merely really good players in this game is the ones who can bring it every single night. Yeah. But when you are in that role that, Tiana, that the Mystics want Tiana in, that the Mystics want mm-hmm. Shatori in, they don't have to necessarily score 17 points every night. They can just bring the, their that seventeen point performance, and they can bring it in a fifteen minute package. You're looking at a really strong team, so I'm I'm just really excited for that for when they get healthy. Um, I think you know we do we should. I want to talk a little bit more about this game, also from Atlanta's perspective. But Chrissy, I want to talk to you just a little bit about. So we talked about the good things going on for the Mystics. We should, you know, talk a little bit about the stuff that hasn't been going quite as right. I think you know today Natasha Cloud. She was just trying to. She was too. She, uh, I, I, I tell my players this: don't try to grab the game so hard. 
you know, two for mm-hmm. 11, just trying, just trying to, you know, hold on white knuckling the game. And she just put so, it was so hard. Felt every, everything felt so hard for her. And it's kind of, it's kind of not been an easy going season offensively for her. How do you think she gets back on track? I mean, she's had some bright spots offensively, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, as a coach too, I mean, sometimes you just say, you know, let the game come to you. And for everyone else, that's, that's a pretty uh, blase statement because it's all relative to how you hear that and mm-hmm. how you apply that. But sometimes you do have to go get the game. And Tasha's a go-getter. Like, she, she's going to go get the game, okay? Um, especially being point guard, especially being um, someone in the top five in assists this year after leading the league in assists with seven last year. So she's a conductor. She's an organizer. Um, there were several times in the game today against Atlanta where the composure of Natasha Cloud really was shining through. And maybe she wasn't the one to score the ball, but the team scored because of her composure. So there's a there's a way that that she impacts the game. And, and today it wasn't with her scoring prowess, right? On Friday, she was three of 13 and missed all three. I mean, I'm sorry, she shot four threes and missed mm-hmm. all of them. But she was still able to score 11 points because she got to the free throw line and, and she set up her teammates. So there are other things that, that Natasha Cloud can do to impact the Mystics, especially, you know, with different faces, uh, with other players on the court that she doesn't have the chemistry with and the timing and all of that. That makes a difference. So some of the passes today were kind of out of character for Tasha, but I think it was just the timing of things. So there's no time to practice. You have games every other day. You're traveling on the days that you're not playing. Right. And I'm not bringing out the violin and, you know, gave that I don't do that. Right. But and they're mean, not doing it together. They're not N- doing Natasha's it. not doing that. Not at all. None of them. And it's just the reality of the situation is consistency. Right. And, and that's all about the mentality. But it is also about what's currently happening. Right. With the team mm-hmm. and who she's currently playing with. And that's not a slight to ability, but it, it does make mention of the chemistry piece. Right, especially if you're the, a rhythm player like Natasha Cloud, she wants to go like this because she wants to grab hold of everyone being organized and set up in the proper spaces, right? And that's a big job. That's a big job to do. So um, I, I'm not going to be as as uh, critical of of Tash. However, I've never been a point guard, so I don't know. In my mind, I, I have no. I've never been a point guard, so. <laughs> For me, um, you know, I've coached point guards, though, right? And so I know um, that they can be really trying to press, right? And when I say press, it's like, I've got to make this play happen for the team, right? And sometimes there is a force that you need to kind of just organically feel your way through, right? And if the play breaks down, like there were a couple times today where the plays were breaking down and the shot clock was at 3-2-1 and... You know, you pull a pin out of the grenade, toss it to somebody, and it's, it's a rushed bad shot mechanically, and they don't score. They don't get the offensive rebound, so it's a bad possession. So that gets frustrating, and that gets heavy because that is the responsibility of the point guard. So when you don't get quality looks or quality possessions, everyone's looking at Tosh, but it's a, a collective effort where everyone needs to be where they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. okay? And chemistry is supposed to be set up, and when you don't have that, it gets frustrating, and I feel Tosh in that. Right. And I, I know she wants it. <laughs> and like you yeah, said, like he's, clear. He's, she's <laughs> white knuckling the game. And, I mean, but I'm, I'm not mad at the fact that she's white knuckling the game. I, I, want her, I want her to be, I want her to be that force for them from the point guard spot. I think she's at her best when she is 
bringing that composure to the group. And and seven seven of her misses came. Seven of her eleven misses. To, um, sorry, seven of her nine misses today came in the paint. One of the reasons that is is because teams feel a lot more comfortable helping off of uh, Myesha Hines Allen and Tiana Hawkins, even though Tiana had a great game. They feel more comfortable helping off of them than they do Ariel Atkins. So suddenly, when you get into the paint and you have Elena Deladon out there, you have Ariel Atkins out there. Hey, you know we're right in front of the rim. That's an easy bucket. Well, suddenly now there's two or three people around you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I beat, I beat my, usually if Natasha Cloud beats her, her assignment, she's at the rim and there's one person coming and that's an immediate kick out. Yeah. In, in this situation, it's like, I go up or, you know, someone's, someone's there's like four or five people around me that pass getting tipped. And I think, you know, I always say this, this is my favorite thing to ever talk about is quicksand, right? One thing yeah. goes wrong, another thing goes wrong, things keep going wrong, they cascade. Suddenly you're at the end of the game and you're like taking a, a, a crazy shot and you don't even know why. Right. And it's like right. that's, and I think that frustration boiled through and hopefully, um, you know, it, it will stop at, when the when the team gets healthy. And, you know, Tosh, she'll be, she's obviously going to be fine. One game is not going to make mm-hmm. or break her season. But it, it was, it was, uh, I want I want to just you know I want to grab her and be like it's okay like you don't have to do so you don't have to win this game on your own um, bring it though and she wanted to bring it and some and that's hard you know to take it away I mean she's such a, an incredible competitor right yeah. and it's hard to can't turn that off you know like if you're set up mm-hmm. that way mentally man it's hard to like okay let me just let the game unfold it is it's, that's easier said than done I don't care and I've been around Tosh you know from college on, you know, from her freshman year when she was at Maryland, right, um, to now just seeing her evolve as a pro. I, I don't know 100% about Tosh, but I, I know what I know about her from the outside looking in. And, I mean, she wants to win, man. Yeah. <laughs> and she could get zero points, you know, but shoot and just not have success. But if she has, like, I don't know, more than five assists again, I mean, she'll take that for a, for a dub. I know that about Tosh. In, in this game, in this game, if she had had a two of eleven performance and Atlanta Deladon's on the court and Ariel Atkins on the court, they still might win this game because Atlanta then put them away. And I want to go to Dano for that because we talked about this during the game of why it was surprising that you know because we you know we view Atlanta if we're talking if we're talking about where Atlanta sees themselves, they see themselves as a playoff contender, a team that can win a playoff round. I thought today, you know. I, we we had a different view of what was happening for them, and yeah, you know, they get the win. But I, I didn't. I think me and Dana both had the same problem with uh, what we were seeing from Atlanta. I am not going to be nice about it. I, I Atlanta, I, I see them, and I just see uh, the F word, not the bad F word, the fraud, the fraud <laughs> word. Sunday now, what'd you say? Fraud. Oh, okay. The legal I, F word. I. I am so displeased with where this team could be. And I I think there's some blame to go on, on the coaching and the scheme. Uh-oh. But there's there's a lot of talent that I mean this this team could easily be way under five hundred. Like if Ryan Howard didn't go crazy for two weeks after being snubbed for an all-star, th- this team is we're 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 talking about them with the Seattles and and Indiana, uh, they got a couple. They got a couple wins in good spots on the road, uh, just like the Lynx did, where they went and beat New York and Connecticut back to back. 
teams can do that. You can steal a couple, but they just rely so much on Ryan and Alicia to get things done and, and asking role players to hit shots when they get opportunities. The defense has been pretty subpar all year. They had their win streak, played zero teams above 500 after they beat the Mystics, which a few calls go a different way. That's a, that's a different game, different game. Uh, the, the coffee uh, charge on Alea Deladon that she got hurt, bad call, bad call. That game, I, I had the Mystics winning that game. Um, I, I, I remember the losses more than the, the wins for myself, but – I, I just it's it's too much standing around and I mean you're doing a dribble drive offense which I think is it's like okay I know they're professional basketball players but teams can scheme against that uh, against a, a Mystics team who's injury depleted everybody's tired this is the what third game of a road trip Minnesota Dallas mm-hmm. Atlanta this team is exhausted and you can't put that team away. Like I don't know. I'm I don't leave that game being like happy. It's like yeah. more so. I we survived. Yeah, and I think so. Atlanta six in defense, six six in defensive rating. Their defense has been a little subpar. And I think one of the things that was in my notes, and to your point about the half court offense, is pretty much everything they got was in transition. So there were yeah. stretches where hey, when the Mystics could make shots, yeah, it, it was a completely different game when the Mystics were making shots and when the Mystics weren't rushing, because there was points at this game where the Mystics were rushing yeah. to get shots and they made them. And then there would be a rush on the way back. And that's where Atlanta scored, but their half court offense struggled mightily, which is kind of makes sense. You know, you look at the Mystics, they have the two, two of the best defensive guards in, in the, in the league. So it's not that surprising, but they were able wait, to, wait, hold on, hold on. Better than, better than Sabrina and Vandersloot. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of town. I didn't say hey y'all. I didn't say anything. We love Sabrina. We love Sabrina around here. We really do. And we love Bandersuit. I I stand for both those women. I I can't get enough. Like they're but Uh, but yes, go on. It's a a different defensive level. No, but so they they bottle up Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard kind of she had, I think she had what, Chrissy, like 10 points in the first quarter, and then she ended up with eleven. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They quieted her down a little bit. Um you know, I think she, like, to your point, Dano, I mean, she was getting a lot of their offense, or she was getting a lot of her offense in transition. I mean, there was one time she came down and just stopped on the dime and pulled mm-hmm. from three um, in that first half. So, I mean, I, I think Washington did a good job of, of disallowing her that yeah. kind of rhythm, especially from three. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think Tanisha Wright is, is trying to get things together. And I know for a fact, like you can have as a coach that I know, and, and Gabe, you can speak to this too as a coach. Okay. Schematically, you could say, this is what we're running. Okay. <laughs> you know I it already because I see your face. <laughs> Look, this is what we're running out of this timeout. Okay. And whether it be a breakdown from one piece of that puzzle that zigged instead of zagged, and I'm like, we can't get it right so now we can't get that play because someone's someone's asleep right but it could also be all five of your kids are on the same page we're running our set and the defense takes the first two actions away and now we're lost yes so there's there are a lot of components to execution that need to be considered because it's not like tanisha wright has her playbook and her staff they have their playbook all right 
but it, it comes down to execution. So it could be a matter of focus or lack thereof, right? But it could also be, hey, you're not playing against teams who don't watch film, right? They're taking away your stuff. So now what you have to feed your team is counters to what we had planned to do, right? Okay, if they play it this way, if they play underneath the screen, this is how we're going to do it. If they do something else, if they go over top and stay locked in over top, then this is what we're doing. So you have to give A, B, and C plan. And you're going to have to be schematically sound as an offensive player on the floor, one of the five pieces of the puzzle. You've got to be ready to make those moves on the spot. And if not, the play breaks down. Now all of a sudden, you look disorganized. Now all of a sudden, you look disjointed. And now Coach doesn't run the play right. And I'm like, no, I, I'm standing up for the coaches right now because, look, there's so many things that could go wrong on the floor besides, you know, me calling out, you know, a horn set. Okay, hey, we're going horns down. And they take the first two things away from what you want because they've watched film. Now we're at the second half of the season, so there's plenty of film out there. Now we're going to take it away. Now let's see what you do. What's your counter to this? And now There is no what? counter. There no, is none. There, there is well, none. right now, but now. I know. know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big hater. I, I, I get it. No, but what, it. it's personnel too, right? You got to be able to move mentally. You got to be able to move mentally and it's got to be quick. And, you know, now the next team that sees these new counters that are going to be put in because they didn't have it. Right. But now all of a sudden they watch film. They're like, hey, they took those two away. This is what we can do. And guess what? The next team is going to take the third and fourth action away. Hmm. Now, what are you going to do? It's, it's uh, people don't think of it that way. People just look at it and, and try to just see, you know, what the play is supposed to be. And then when it blows up, because the defense blew all the actions up. Now they're running around with three, two, one on the shot clock with no good shot. It's about defense too. Well, Washington is one of the best defensive teams. I know, but it's happening against every team. Like they're, they're the, the degree of difficulty on some of these shots, like it's, it's gotta be taxing on, on Ryan and Alicia. Like, they they shouldn't have to work that hard. You have way too much talent. You you come out of the All Star break. You you bench Cheyenne Parker. If there's something internally that you can't speak about, fine. She's clearly out of rhythm. I I just I I dislike a lot of what I see. I think Nia Coffey gives you a lot when she's playing well. She uh, defensively, she brings it every night. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Offensively, you probably need her in a rhythm. Uh, you're getting Ari back. That's great. I still just – I I see this team. I don't like what I see. I Like the way that I'm fearful of the healthy Mystics and I'm fearful of the Wings, zero fear with the Atlanta Dream. Like I, I would take them as a, as a playoff matchup in a heartbeat. You're getting a sweep. Uh, you're playing a game three in Atlanta, and uh, you're saying hi to Mark Schindler as you fly back to wherever. Hey, man. Mark, hey, Mark Mark. Send, send all your tweets – about what he, Dano just said, straight to Dano, man. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such don't a hater. Don't worry, don't, don't worry. Dan, Dan, don't send them to Dano. I, 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 you'll, you'll see my, uh, my tears this week. I won't be nice. I, I mean, this is what I do. I, I love to, I love well, to I hate think, professionally. Don't send it to like, me, man, because I know what it feels. Hey, I can't. I, you know, and I see what you're saying, but there's so many layers to it. Like it's not just surface level. To me, there's it. so many different. There's so many different things that happen that need to be considered i can't just call it on the top level i gotta dig deep so it, yeah, i don't know 
How about this? How, how about this? How, how about we? Dig I hear you though, first? Dano. I'm not mad at you. I Thank hear you. So we, we have a team here. I think Atlanta that we were talking about almost in the exact same way we were talking about Dallas last year. Yeah. Almost in the exact same way. They have a great. Yeah. They have a great score. Ryan Howard, Arike Gumbua. They have a great second piece in Alicia uh, Alicia Gray, and you know, pick your Dallas second piece if you want to talk about Satu last year or Tierra or whoever. There's, I think, this team. You know, Ari McDonald is a very good basketball player. I think her destiny is probably as a backup point guard in this league. I don't think having her, they don't have a, they don't have a point guard that can run that offense in the way that Dan is saying, or in the way that. Maybe Tanisha Wright is saying, I don't think they have that point guard who can do that yet. And, and I think they need that. And secondly, when you look at this box score, right? So Ryan Howard struggles in the second half. Well, then Alicia Gray has 27 points. Yeah. Why is that? Alicia Gray can play in those broken situations. Yeah. yeah. She can sure. get an offensive rebound turn into points. She can get a yeah. steal turn into points. She can... Yeah track someone down off their defensive rebound, get it back and turn it. She, she's kind of that player, you know, uh, man, this is going to sound bad, but like the garbage man, she grabs all, uh, all the garbage that a team puts out there. She's make, she's turning into points for her team. Yeah. And so I think for Alicia, that's been her role. She's going to be that. They're just missing some pieces right now. And I don't think they're ready yet. Yeah. they're. Um, I don't want to make excuses though. Cause I'm with you, Dan. I think there are scheme adjustments that need to be made. I think there's changes that need to come. It's just a team that hasn't had time, I think, to figure those things out. For sure. And I still think we have a long way to go on Ryan Howard. We have a long way to go on Ryan Howard. Because when we look at Enrique Gumbale, rookie season through where through last year, it was far and away better than what Ryan's done. Not to take any shade away from Ryan. Ryan's been amazing. She's been one of the best rookies last year. She was one of the best rookies in league history last year. She's a great player this year. Enrique was better. In terms of being a score, right. flat and she was better in college as well. So Howard needs to get better. If she needs, to, if they're going to be in this Dallas stepping stone, Ryan Howard needs to be better. She can't be stopped. That's that's what has to happen. She needs to say, "Hey, I'm not four of ten. Four of ten. That that doesn't work for me. I'm going to go four of twenty. Dion Waiters mentality. <laughs> I'd rather go one for ninety nine. Then one for seven, because one for seven means I stop shooting. You know, that's why I need from Ryan Howard. I know people are going to get mad about that. The inefficiency, blah, blah, blah. I don't care, Ryan. You need to just score. And so look, I think this team is actually well built. I think Nia Coffey, Cheyenne Parker, they're great. They're dependent talents, though. They need a great offensive piece. They need that great offensive player to unlock them. And that has to be Ryan Howard. Four of 10 ain't going to cut it. Uh, you have to make more and you have to shoot more. And I ra- again, I rally you go four for 20. I rally you go four for 20 and, and that's it because at least you're still taking those shots. You're being confident. You're understanding that this is your team, right? Yeah, you know and that's saying? a good like, thing. That's a good thing to be in that position at this age. It's awesome. Yeah. She, But she needs to understand that. And, and, and it's tough because you're looking at Alicia Gray. I mean, and, and you're saying, hey, that's an, that's an Olympian. That's an all-star. That's a player who's been in this league, a vet that is coming in and, and you know, trying to teach me everything. And, and there, I feel like there's a little, just a little difference there. Yeah. And it's like, Ryan, you got to take this by the, by the horns and be that player. And I'm not trying to put this all on Ryan. I'm not trying to put this all on Tanisha Ray. I'm not trying to put this all on Alicia Gray. It's on everyone. This whole team needs to elevate themselves like the Wings have this year. And I think if they do this, they start getting together, maybe have a good run, 
maybe get to the playoffs. Maybe they do get swept, but they make a good run. We're looking at a team next year that could be taking that leap forward. And I still think they do need, um, they do need a point guard and hopefully Cheyenne Parker gets back to where she was before the all-star break. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're, when you're talking about a player like Ryan Howard, I mean, yes, she made the all-star team this year, but she was taking the place of someone who was injured. Belladon, I believe was, was the one. So I think when you have the confidence from your team, then you take more shots, right? I, that's, that's just me. I mean, she's not going to bring it up, pull it, even though she did that one time. She's not going to do that every single time, right? So it's not just up to her to stay aggressive. It's also up to her teammates to keep her engaged and involved in the quarter-court sets, right? And look for her so she doesn't have to hunt those shots. And, yes, she's going to get some transition opportunities, but it's not just up to her. Like, there has to be passes coming her way. There has to be, you know, some schemes coming her way. Who's going to pin down and get her to come off? So she can get to the rack. Who's going to give her a double drag at the top so she can fold over that and, and hit her threes that she knocks in over two threes a game. So let's understand that it's not just up to Ryan and it is up to her on, on some level, but it's not an only up to sure. Ryan situation here that we're talking about. Right. Everyone else has to get her involved. Everyone else has to have the paintbrush in their hand, too. It's not just Ryan up there trying to paint. paint. All everybody has a piece of, of what they need to do to get her more engaged and to have more balance on the offensive end. And I also think that Parker, like you said, I mean, she's had a phenomenal season. Mm -hmm. And another player who I think could possibly be a most improved situation for her as yeah. well. Cheyenne yeah. Parker has been amazing. First time named to the all-star team this year for her because of what she was able to do in the first half of the year. And she'll get back to that. But I think when you have players who – have shown glimpses of who they could be for this team. Now they just need some time and some game reps to develop that overall chemistry and know where those shots are coming from and know when those shots are coming in the quarter court. So it's not just up to Cheyenne to, you know, stay aggressive and hunt touches. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not just up to Ryan to, to hunt shots, right? It's up to the team to organize as a group collectively and not have it be so heavy on just two players let's spread the wealth a little bit let's understand that everyone can bring a little piece and i'm sure that um tanisha wright has discussed that yeah. and again sometimes it just unfolds the way it does and it happens yeah. bang bang situations and it's and it's tough but that doesn't mean it's impossible and i just think that that's something that that comes with time too and i hate to I, i'm always the one right it sounds like i'm the sunshine and rainbow person it don't happen by magic though right christy but, like you gotta get better with time everyone can take time time can ha time passes no matter what we do you gotta get better and so i I, I think everyone on that in that franchise needs yeah. to get better yeah. everyone needs to get better throughout the season to to compete and i think year. they will i think I, they will but i don't think it's it's like one player changing themselves you know, all of a sudden, and, and then now all of a sudden everything's right with the world. No, I think it's it's a collective situation there where everything has to continue to build, right? And I think um, it'll be something to watch for, for sure. But I think they have it. I mean, they have what it takes, but I just think they need, like you said, time to... I, I, did, mean, I did not mean to compare Ryan Howard to Dion Waiters before people get mad at me, just for the record. Did someone say that? No, I said that. I was like, oh, yeah. I know, I know you said it, but did someone like bring No, I, I'm just, I'm just getting out ahead of that because uh, <laughs> it kind of sounded like... Uh, Dana, do you want to talk more about the Dream or do you want to talk about our current favorite team in the league? Uh, yeah, get me off the Dream. 
Okay, let's talk about the links, baby. Oh, mm -hmm. the links upset city. I said before uh, the game started, there was uh, I think four seven point favorites, and the links came out and immediately upset uh, the the odds there. I don't know. Oh. Dano knows more about oh. that. Yeah, no, thirteen point favorites right. uh, is what the Sun were, and I texted Calvin Wetzel, and he's like, "I'm on the Sun. Or I'm leaning Sun today," and I'm like, "All right, fine. I won't bet the links." Uh, gosh, what a mistake that was. I just, I, I, it's a, it's definitely a letdown spot, right? You're coming off of an improbable win, not necessarily improbable. Liberty, we're on a back to back. It's a makeup game. It's a weird schedule. Liberty also know that in the back of their mind, they got to fly cross country to LA, but the sun were well rested, mm -hmm. like five games rested. And Mohegan's not an easy place to play. Uncasville is one of the most miserable places I've ever been. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I <laughs> all your comments. The I, is the I, right there. I've You're definitely, I, I've said some terrible things about Uncasville online. I'll stand by that take. Connecticut's uh, a great place. Yeah, great. Uh, some great other state. parts of it, I'm sure, are great. I, uh, Chrissy, I just, you know, until the Houston comments come back, you know, I'm from Houston. I just, I, I will definitely, you know, disregard some it. some other cities. I want to clip that and I want to make that my alarm every morning. That's real manifestation. Um, but I mean, she'll see it. But this is super similar, right? To, to the situation that the, the mystics that we're talking about, like with dealing with injuries, you're, you're missing your best player. Uh, people are talking about the physical year for an MVP and you're getting these opportunities in, in big moments in high pressure situations for uh, bench players and other players who necessarily haven't stepped up all year to be uh, focal points of the offense and defense. And I think we're seeing that the most with Caleb McBride in the last few games, um, yeah. eight, for, eight for 12 for three at one point in the last two games, just and timely shots. Uh, I mean, uh, I it was tied at one point with the, uh, or it was a three point game in the fourth quarter at New York. It, Kayla hits a pull up three <laughs> in transition, and it was tied in the third quarter against the Sun. And, and Kayla hits a three in that yeah. in that moment as well. Yeah, I I love that Jessica Shepard's back and healthy. She was, was huge. Yes. Um, Lindsay Allen may be the most another we talked about underrated players before. Uh severely underrated. Uh it's it's just such a, a fun team. Dorka, Yuhas, I I did not see. I mean, Gabe, we talked about it. You're like, you said you like the pick, and I was like, ah, I mean, maybe she makes a team. She's playing huge minutes and doing good things. Great. And and of course, we have the Maryland legend, uh Diamond Miller, who I don't know if there's anybody who wants to win more than her. God, like the passion is unbelievable. This team's impossible to to root against. They're so fun. It's, yeah. Um, so this team, uh, I've, I've always compared Cheryl Reeve to to Pat Riley, Miami Heat uh, mm. level level okay. uh, level uh, executive coach, um, because just like the way she's able to get so much have every single player that comes through, you know, and, and finally we see aerial powers break through and, you know, 
you know, break through not the minutes barrier, the injury barrier, everything to have a huge game. And, you know, we know AP uh, Christy from her time yeah. here and she was awesome. She was awesome today. And it was just so much fun. Like you're saying to see that team work so hard for everything that they got, never gave up. They had a t- 41 seconds left. They run a beautiful hammer action. The refs, I don't know what they saw. They call a foul because Dijanae uh, Carrington ran into Lindsay Allen, who was oh. just trying to get out of the way. They call a foul on Lindsay Allen. They review it. They confirm the call. You know, a lot of teams break down there and say, and yeah. and and say, well, yeah, hey, everything's against us. Let's pack it in. Links didn't even blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing against Dewana Bonner, who had thirty-one points, and you know, it was cooking. So yeah, it, it, there was just so much adversity against them and they just said no we're not giving up we're not packing in we want this game and we're going to do it no matter if Nafisa Collier is there if Nafisa Collier is playing it didn't I don't think it mattered who was playing they were winning that game no matter what and I think uh, for the sun on the other side it it was uh, it was tough sledding because you're looking in the mirror right there right with two teams that just work so hard and it just came down to the Lynx making a few more shots and the sun not having another avenue to score outside Dewana Bonner. But Christy, I want to get your thoughts actually on, on one. And I didn't even mention this, but I want to get, I had just, just had this thought that fluttered into my head. Talk to Diamond me. Miller. Yeah. Two of seven today, not her best game mm-hmm. at times this year though. She's looked a lot like Dewana Bonner. Am I, am I oh. tripping? Am I, is it a comparison a little like you nope. squint, you see the length, you see the shooting, you see the playmaking, you see the driving. I think the defense, yeah. they're very kind of, they're more similar than I thought they would be when yeah. Diamond was coming to look. Yeah, I hear you. I, you know what? I haven't thought about that comparison. So let me marinate with that. But while I'm marinating with that concept, tell me about the sun or the, <laughs> the no, no, no. Let me tell you who, who I think Diamond Miller has reminded me of even last year at Maryland. Okay. I thought that Diamond Miller reminded me a lot of Neka Bumake. Mm. Mm. I, I said that last year when she was playing because of her activity. Like you said, Daniel, her energy and passion, right? She stays on the glass. But what I think has impressed me the most this season so far about Diamond Miller is not her ability necessarily to score, which we knew about, okay? Um, but her ability to make the proper pass. Yeah. At the right time. I think her passing ability this year has really stood out to me, um, you know, to be one of her supreme qualities that she brings to the floor. And, yes, she's only a rookie, but I think, you know, over the last stretch of games, take today's game out. Um, mm-hmm. But the last stretch of games, like four or five games, she's averaging double figures, and she's been solid on the glass. Uh, I think against Washington, I believe she had nine assists um, last Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I think – She's really evolving. I think she's just feeling her way through. But I remember Brenda Freeze, uh, the head coach at Maryland, telling me last year as a senior uh, that Diamond Miller, I mean, she hasn't coached a player who has just wanted to win more, right? Or worked as hard and just had this like fire about her. And she's coached Alyssa Thomas, right? She's coached these great players in the league. So when you hear her say that, and you know that Diamond's a baby, I mean, I think great things are on the horizon. And the fact, going back to what you said about her being kind of compared to Dwana Bonner, I see that. She's a little shorter. That's the only mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I don't know. It's just something about NECA and Diamond, to me, that are kind of equating, in my mind. Um, 
And not to say that, I mean, NECA is a vet. Okay, we get that. She's been MVP of the league. And then we're talking about a rookie. But can she become a player that's a stabilizing force that NECA has become um, over the course of her fantastic career? Uh, I think that's that's a case that we need to examine a little bit. You, know, you got me thinking here, like, if NECA came up now, she's probably playing more like Diamond. than yeah. the, you know, She's a post player. Interesting. Yeah. She's a post player now. Yeah. And, you know, maybe she is still a post player, especially if she went to Stanford again. She would probably still be a post player. But, like, you know, thinking about modern basketball now, she probably plays a little bit more like Diamond initiating from the perimeter. Yeah. I mean, she initiates from the pinch and she initiates from the perimeter, but she's still coming out of the – she's a post. Nice still. Flip. Yeah. But, like, if she came up now, NECA's probably playing a little bit more like Diamond Miller yeah. than, than – she like she is now so that's a really interesting one and not one i would have so that, that's that got the that got the the wheels turning i like the mental gymnastics of the flip on that you yeah, the script gave i like that no it made me think too because yeah i mean it's the game has changed analytically and uh spatially you know if you will and conceptually so yeah i could see that for sure but but i like the comparison with bonner too just what she's able you know she's able to stretch the floor Rebounds the ball well. It's just a balanced floor game. Um, and again, with the energy, like, you know, the passion, yeah. you can't measure that stuff. So, I mean, she's got a bright future for sure in the league. I I see her do this more than anybody else. But, like, anytime she makes a mistake, Always. immediately. Oh, yeah, the kid's here. Hey, it's my daughter. He, lo- he loves oh, Diamond. That's my friend. Um, but she looks at the bench every time she makes a mistake, and it's like, yeah, that's me, that's me. Like it's the the self awareness, the the trust that Cheryl has in her. Like I think she, she missed two huge free throws against New York, gets fouled, makes two right after that. Like that's that's winning type stuff. Uh, you don't really teach those types of things as special players who who have that that it. Uh, like that's a player I want on my team, and I go to war with. Um, that's a player when I'm afraid to take a big shot, uh, I definitely pass her the ball. She's, <laughs> she's happy to miss it, you know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and when they get, you know, like we're saying with the, the mystics, you're getting all this valuable experience and getting feedback in a, a week. I, I, I was writing the, the links off a little bit. Cause I, I mean, I had my pipe dream of Caitlin Clark going there to play with them. Uh-huh. Uh, but now my new pipe dream is uh, Caitlin Clark comes back for a fifth year. Phoenix is is bad for two more years, and New York has that pick uh, from Phoenix. So that's my new I'm, pipe dream. Clark, I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping somehow magically the uh, Mystics get the number one pick next year because they have that would two be picks. Yeah, get, get Caitlin here. Kay, Caitlin and Chrissy are like boys. They're like friends. They they. Oh yeah, Big Ten. No, we're Thank spirit God. animals. I'm telling you. Wait, like, spirit if animals. Place, not Big Ten or wherever else. Oh, we, we have the same kind of, I don't know, mental makeup. We just we have this vibe. Oh, <laughs> just they're homies. Winners, uh, cool as hell. Um, <laughs> dogs. Dogs. So we also have this silly vibe. Like we connect on this on this plane of silly as well, which is fun. But we also Love have like, this, you know. Do Laser you, focus on on competitive fire that you know I kind of relate to with her. <laughs> uh, can we? Can you guys, you guys want to humor me really quick? I want to try a segment out here. See see how this yeah. goes. Are you guys familiar with the show called College Football Final? Comes on every Saturday night uh, in the fall after college football. Sure. Um, 
I'm all hoops, so you're gonna have okay. to so there's a show. One. I, they may they may do a version of this on the bass. Actually, they don't. Um, okay. <laughs> in college football season, so in co in, in college football, uh, for some teams, if you do something good, you get a helmet sticker, right? Oh, so like, oh you, yeah, you, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So in okay. Ohio State, they have all like the little stupid all over like, the, yeah. the the Buckeyes loaded up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, for sure. I hate Ohio State, but it's a great idea. Hey. So, <laughs> on the show, on the show, not not Ohio State women's basketball. Crucial, our boy, our, our boys, Wes. the coaches there are great, uh, <laughs> and obviously we love JC and the, the Church of Cody. Um, that's that's where I go to church. Need um, to make shirts. Yeah, we need the shirts of Church of Cody. Like last year, the, the McMahon. Um, but so on the show, they give out helmet stickers. To okay. players that you know maybe we didn't mention during the podcast that you know just did something that was above and beyond impressed you you know doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that we did not mention it could be someone that we mentioned that we didn't talk enough about it could be someone that uh we mentioned but we didn't mention them in the way that you wanted to mention them we want to give them a helmet sticker we want to put a helmet sticker i don't know what the basketball equivalent of this is if someone wants to drop a comment as to what the basketball equivalent of a helmet sticker is Man. please let me know um, but here I'll start. I'll start with just to give you the idea of what we're doing here. So if I, okay. if I had like a, a helmet, a, a Seattle, a Seattle uh, storm helmet here, okay. I, I would give uh, Jordan Horston a helmet sticker um, because she came out, put up 17 points on. Let me get the numbers here. 17 points, seven of 11 from the field, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, and the storm. Break a ten-game win streak in like cruise over the Indiana Fever, and you know it's just like it's just, just the release yeah. of that pressure to get out of that ten-game uh, losing streak, and they win. So I want to give Jordan Horston a special shout out uh, with my helmet sticker. Okay, all right. So, so for me, could I give a, a helmet sticker to um, Brittany Sykes and give her six of those jammies for getting six steals today? Can we do that? Is that uh, fair? I mean, we're about six. Yeah, sure. It's fine. She gets six, man. She had six steals. Who the helmet that? only has so much space. Listen, she can get put three on each side. Boom, there it is. She gets <laughs> six of those things, man. Give her six of them. She was working, working. She had 25 points and six steals. It's Brittany Sykes for me. Okay. Dano, you got a helmet sticker? Uh, I, at first, I was going to give it to Kia Stokes for not taking a three today. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Poor Kia. Leave me alone. I, I look, I'm not laughing, Kia. Me and you. Kia's a champion. I don't no, think she cares. I, I, what love, I love Kia. All my comments I mean, to Dano, man. Dano, yeah, she's a champ. <laughs> I don't know if Christy likes all my jokes. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm right, talking about my people. They're gonna come at me. I love, I love Kia. Um, okay. she's, in, she's in my tier list every week. The same spot. All right. No, uh, I, I'm giving one, one sticker to. Uh, Rachel Bantam's sideline fire. She wore this Michael Scott like memorial <laughs> t-shirt last game. Um, yeah, you've got to find it from the Tunnel Fits. It's fantastic. Um, and if I had to give a real basketball one, I it's for it's for John Quill Jones for the last week of finding her spot on this Liberty team, finding ways to be effective. I'm so proud of her. She's Thanks. absolutely killing it. Thanks. Mm. I, cannot, I cannot find this, Dana. Oh, wait. What, the uh, Rachel Bannon? I found, I found her dress up as Dwight Schrute. That's classic. Well, honestly, this is this I is a hilarious. 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this up here. Just as a, don't don't get mad at me again, YouTube. That was messed up. Give me a warning first. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> what? Yeah. Not me. I'm yeah. That, Christy was not involved. Christy was not involved. <laughs> not involved. Thank Christy's, uh, Christy's worried about all my all my scorching hot takes and and getting shut down by YouTube. That's right. That's why I have this water, man. This water is saving me. Okay, pinky out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The mystics do the hard hat thing. <laughs> yeah, they do the hard hat thing. I don't know. So this is uh, Rachel Bannum dressed up as Dwight Schrute from the office. Oh my god, that's pretty good. That's, that's right. actually very good. <laughs> Bravo, Rachel. That's my dog too. That's, yeah. that's amazing. She's such a cool human being. I would, I would love to get her get her on the pod. Just She's just talk. People forget she dropped 60 in college. I was, I was on that game and I almost passed what? out because I was on that game. Listen, and Kobe tweeted at her and said, oh, my God, you just went totally insane in this game. And that is her favorite player. And he found out and tweeted at her and they were tweeting back and forth after that game. And and Ariel Powers had 42 points in that same game. I need and to go back and watch that. Lisa Byington. Shout out Lisa B. That's my girl. I need to reach out to her, by the way. But I'm going to get, I'm going to text you. Um, but listen, that game was insane in terms of pace. It was obviously over 100 points, you know, for both teams or something like that. It was so good, though. Like, it was like tennis. I was like, are we watching Venus and Serena or are we watching basketball? Because it was so fast. 60 of those things. And one of them she pulled, like, legit yeah. right over half. And you know, I almost my headset was like this, and I was like into Lisa Button like that, and just shoving everyone. It was one of those games where I'm just glad I was yeah. in the building. That was at home, right? That was a, that was at home in the barn in Minnesota. Yeah, and I I couldn't sleep Great barn. after that. Like I think I stayed up the night. I like my adrenaline was on like I don't know a thousand, but that was so we- good. But no, but Rachel Bannum, a sweetheart of a young lady too. Um, but yeah, that I, I was don't know. A, that was a great comparison there i don't know if we're wrapping up or anything but i do want to do a segment anytime i come on called dano ask christy a question <laughs> i think i think uh dano get a uh, christy yell at dano that's that's a segment that we're going to be doing no no whenever no, no. we do the podcast again that's what we need that's that's fine that's fine i i christy makes I, dano run laps yeah on the line dano yeah. coach coach line. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah on no. the line on the line no um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad I never have to hear those words for the rest of my life. Uh, but sh- I do want to ask what of, of all the games that you've called all the players you've seen, um, not can't say Caitlin, um, it could Caitlin. be Rachel's. I just want to know who's the player that like you first saw and were like, or more than anyone else, just you could not stop thinking about the way they played basketball, like oh, and calling it. this game. That is a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. So, okay. If we're going to do questions like this on a regular basis, I'll yeah. like this, because that's making me work. Dano. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. No, I love it. I love it. I, love I, it. I, I seen, think I know your answer to this question. I've seen so many dynamic players play and dominate. You think, Cheryl you know, Miller. Oh, like ever in the history, ever? But he oh, said, oh, who she's called? Yeah. Called. Oh, okay. I wish I wish I called Cheryl Miller. Shout out to Cheryl Miller, though. But I have a story about that. We were just not here or there. Right we the called moment. that on this podcast. That was, yeah. We, you know, I love her. Um, and saw her in Dallas for the final four. But anyway, that's another discussion for another day. 
but oh my god the, the player that just brought me out of my chair oh my gosh i'm just i'm rattling through like name after name and you said i can't say caitlin clark okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say megan gustafson Ooh. i'm gonna take it there because listen she had 48 points in the big 10 tournament okay and it was just a full-on display of post moves 101 and it was old school basketball it was back to the basket the ball's not even over half court and she's moving the defender up the lane and wrapping that leg around and sitting down in the man listen if you haven't seen that game i'm sure it's somewhere on youtube or somewhere um shout out to youtube <laughs> <laughs> we love you youtube hey youtube you know um but let, hey she was phenomenal in that game and i lost my mind because it was to the point where okay she's hot but can she keep it up and i i was saying that after the first quarter and then after the third quarter i'm like oh my god she's keeping it up and then oh my god she has the tournament record for points mm. um yeah and i was on that game and it was it was crazy it was crazy yeah and i, I don't know if it's a championship that. game i think it was the semis I think it was the semis, but it, it was ridiculous. And Jan Jensen, the assistant coach there, Lisa Bluter, head coach, Jan Jensen is the post coach there. Yeah. I mean, come on. And Monica Sonano came right after her, like just, you know, building the old school post. Hey, we're still out here, old school post players, back to the basket. Even though I faced up, I was pinch pose mid-range. But, I, you know, I have my little up and under, you know. Yeah. Where I can get around people and then get out of there, but I wasn't like they were, like just solid, just getting their their positioning, and the way that she was unstoppable was just, it was ridiculous. So I, I'm that. going with Megan Gustafson. Thank you. Baby dig for that though. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, don't apologize. It was awesome. No, I I love that. But it you know, was I have an answer for this question too. Actually, I, call, you say? I I have not called as many games as Christy has. Obviously. Ah, uh, yeah, you have called games. But who did you college. say? College. In college at the University of Miami, I, would, I called a bunch of women's basketball games. You're gonna say Miami. <laughs> well, no, no, wait. It, so we played uh, Florida State. Uh, I'm looking at. The, I looked at the schedule. So it says this was in yeah the January 9th. That makes sense. All right. So uh, January 9th, 2014, uh, Natasha Howard came in with her Florida State Seminoles and put up 27 points and 18 rebounds Dang. along with three blocks Working and two steals and single-handedly, single-handedly beat the Miami Hurricanes. Dang. And I'm looking at her season at this, like I'm looking at this season for her, her senior year. Mm. It's insane. The numbers she put up, she put up 40 at Syracuse. She oh. put up 35 at Maryland back when they were rightfully in the ACC. She put rightfully. up 30 against Miami in the tournament, 29 against Miami in the tournament, and she put up 28 and 22 against Duke that year. So Natasha Howard would be my answer for that question I, in terms of I love that. Stuff. Dang. Dang. Well, that. That, that was when Sykes was at Syracuse, right? Ooh, my think really this same. like this time. Uh, maybe she was a little, she may have been a pinch older than Brittany. Nope, nope, nope. You are There's correct. You are correct. Good. I, I was think this is Brittany's sophomore year. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, senior year when I was averaging a cool 5.9 points per game. How many charges? How many total charges? <laughs> total. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the exact number. I gotta ask coach. 
<laughs> I'm having Dano come down to our high school games to teach our kids how to take two charges. Two-way. No two-way. You're one-way. One-way. Hardcore. I like it. One-way to the floor. One-way. <laughs> exactly. Just in the floor. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the way Dano played. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was It was. It was get in, do work, get treatment, get beers. That, that, that's the way I operated. I got On that it. note, Christy, take us home before we get in trouble. Yeah, man. Oh <laughs> I'll tell you the ice and the treatment and all that, but the beers, I don't know. Hey, look, hey, I had a blast chopping it up with you guys. And thank you all for joining us right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network for Courtside with Christy and Gabe and Dano. Send all the comments down here to him. His little uh, yeah. ex Twitter and all that's down here. But anyway, a lot more hoops on the horizon in the WNBA. Make sure you stick with us. Lock in right here. Every time we pop up, just lock in and join us. We love to have the conversation, especially about women's hoops, and, and get the word out to people that uh, watch the WNBA. We like to take you there and have the mental gymnastics about it all. But until next time, we will catch you courtside at the next game. And uh, Gabe, that's it, honey. We don't have oh, to go home. I have to end the broadcast. Everybody wave. We got to get up out of here. Bye. <laughs>